today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You don't think the Lord's going to honor His Word when you bring glory to Him? The Lord is your defense. The Lord is your response. He's a shield about you. The response, you ask the Lord, Lord, how do you want me to respond? And the litmus test in your response is, will this response bring them closer to Jesus or draw them further away from Jesus? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of First Timothy. Have you ever received a message or seen a media post that made you want to react in a certain way? Today, Pastor J.D. teaches on the dangers of social media. Remember, the Lord is your defense and your response. Rather than reply in a way that could hurt, ask the Lord to help you reply in a way that can heal. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 1 Timothy chapter 6 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. This is going to date me, but uh, they came out with this brilliant campaign. You know what it was? The Uncola. <gasps> the Uncola? Wait. Yeah, there's no cola in it. It's the Uncola. And would you believe that they grabbed the lion's share of the market with that brilliant campaign as the Uncola? Pastor, I sure hope you have a point here. Yes, I do. You ready for it? <laughs> Wait for it. Here it comes. Uncola, ungodly. Uncola, no cola in it. Ungodly, no God in it. It's godless. It's cola-less. That's not a word. Just for now it is. <laughs> There's no God in it. It is ungodly. And if that weren't bad enough, it leads to being more ungodly. And if that weren't bad enough, absent God in the ungodly, godless chatter, babble, we in our flesh are all too ready, at the ready, to rush in and fill the void, which leads to more and more ungodliness. There's this verse in Romans 7, verse 18, where the Apostle Paul, and it's not just what he says, it's the way he says what he says and writes here. He says, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present within me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Now at first read, you kind of think, wow, you know, that's really, I know that is in me, there dwells no good thing. You know what he's really saying? He's saying, I know who I am, and I am rotten to the core in my flesh. 
And no good thing, no God thing can come from me that is within my flesh. Oh, I want to do it. The will to do it is present with me, in me. I desire to do it. The spirit is willing, but the flesh, oh, the flesh. You know how it is, right? Oh, I'll just use myself again. I'll take one for the team. You're on social media. That's the first problem, right? No, I'm just, I'm just being, you know, we're talking about me. I, I'm the one that stands convicted before the Lord. Just ask my daughter. She'll tell you. She comes up to my office. She goes, you're on social media again. I know. I just got to make sure that the, I uh, just got to check the, uh, yes, I'm on social media. <laughs> and here comes a comment. <sighs> now, here comes the war. The spirits over here, walk away, click on a different tab. Here's my flesh. Here's what you need to respond with. In Jesus' name. No, right? Again, I'm not talking about you. I know you guys are walking in victory in this area. You know, I've heard it said that I've never regretted something I didn't say. You can't unsay it. You know, you can't unsend an email. I asked somebody about this, and they said, well, they're coming out with something where you can actually, you know, if you get it in time, I thought, man, I'll use that. I'll pay for that app. There's an app for that. Oh my goodness, how many? Oh, never mind. Anyway, so, the Lord's doing a work in my life in this regard. I'm just being open with you. If it's uncomfortable for you, then I understand. But this is an area that I have to guard my heart. As Paul warns Timothy, guard. You need to be on guard. Don't let your guard down on this. The Proverbs say, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having social media. Just don't let social media have you. You know, social media is amoral. It's neutral. You can use social media for the Lord to win people to the Lord. Or, on the other side of that, social media can be used to turn people away from the Lord. It's in your hands. It's a powerful tool, very powerful. Well, this brings us to the third one, and it's in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23. And it's that it leads to more and more arguments. So Paul says, don't have anything to do, and here it is, with foolish and stupid, oh, I just love that word, Arguments. Why? Because you know they produce quarrels. I know this might sound like a play on words, but it does speak to how it is that the more you argue, the more you argue. Let me try that again. (laughs) The more you argue, guess what's going to happen? The more you're going to argue. Here's an illustration. Actually, you can find this in the Proverbs as well. You got a fire, and that thing's burning. And what are you going to do? 
Are you going to put it out with water or are you going to put another log on it? Your choice. So if you, in your flesh, I, in my flesh, put another log on that fire, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have more fire. It's going to burn. And that's the way it is with social media. You're fanning the flames and the fire continues to burn. I think you would agree that social media is a fire pit of sorts in that way. Can I uh, have you join me in the book of James, chapter 3? I love James. I can't wait to meet James in heaven, you know. I mean, this guy, wow. How would you like to grow up with your half-brother being God incarnate? No, James was born to Joseph and Mary after the virgin birth of the Savior. He grew up with Jesus. Perfect! Could you imagine mom and dad coming to you, James? Why can't you be like your brother? I'm actually going somewhere with this because James is not one of those books that you read and you're so blessed. It's one of those books that you endure. Because I mean, it's in your face. And that's why this guy grew up with Jesus. No wonder. Always being compared. You know, Jesus keeps his room clean. And he always does everything we say. He's so obedient. Why can't you be like him? You know, it's interesting. Church historians say that it wasn't until later that James came to salvation. I mean, could you? It's a whole nother sermon for another time. I guess I'm setting the stage for what we're about to read here in his epistle. Chapter 3. I want to read verses 2 through 12. He says, We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. Anybody here perfect? Raise your hand. Just want to better not raise your hand or we'll lay hands on you after the service. (laughs) Who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. He says, verse 3, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example, verse 4. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, The tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider, listen to this, what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body get this, it corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself 
set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, verse 7, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. And then verse 9, this is, with the tongue, think about this, With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grape vine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Here's the question, and I ask it of myself. What does it, and I'll let you fill in the blank, produce? What's the fruit of it? kind of fruit is coming from it. Here's another question, along with it. Does that post produce good fruit or bad fruit? Will that post lead someone closer to Jesus, or will that post lead someone further away from Jesus? I think that should be the litmus test for every word of every post on social media. God has the final word. God rules over all and overrules all. There I said it, Lord. Wow, pastor, I don't care. I have an audience of one. I want to close with three Proverbs. Let's start with 17.14. There's many more. I picked these three. I think you'll see why here in a moment. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Walk away, man. you got to know that the enemy is all up in your grill trying to get you, man. You're going to let that go? You're going to let them get away with that? You're going to let them have the final word? Wow. Proverbs 24. In fact, it almost seems contradictory at first read. Don't answer a fool according to his folly, lest he become like them. And then the next verse says, answer a fool according to their folly, lest they become wise in their own eyes. You're like, okay, which one is it? Okay, you just said, don't answer a fool according to their folly, unless you become like them. And then you say, answer a fool according to their folly, or else they're going to, you know, be wise in their own eyes. So which one is it? Oh, they're not contradictory at all. They're very complimentary, actually. Here's the wisdom. Don't respond in kind. Otherwise, you lower yourself to their level, and you're just like they are. 
You're going to answer, you're going to reply, and sometimes there does come a time where you do reply. And you know what? It's not a post like, oh yeah, me, what you do? It's more like this. I'm sorry you feel that way. Jesus said, and then post the scripture because God's word doesn't return void. And then they will not be wise in their own eyes because you have just posted the wisdom, the infinite wisdom from above. Were they going to say that? You know, sometimes I just go back and forth with the Holy Spirit because I always ask the Lord if I'm planning to say something I shouldn't say, you need to stop me from saying it. And conversely, if I'm not planning to say something that you would have me to say, you need to prompt me so I do say it. I think I just need to say this. You know, right now on social media, LGBTQ, I guess they added two more letters to it. Uh, Black Lives Matter, all of these things. Think about this. How much division in families, in churches, amongst God's people. So how do you respond? I mean, the friendship's at stake based on your response. You don't think the Lord knows that? You don't think the Lord's going to honor His Word when you bring glory to Him? The Lord is your defense. The Lord is your response. He's a shield about you. The response, you ask the Lord, Lord, How do you want me to respond? And the litmus test in your response is, will this response bring them closer to Jesus or draw them further away from Jesus? Now, if you post or respond and they react even more (laughs) vehemently and wickedly and evil, that's on them. But your hands are clean and your heart is right. That's on them. Proverbs fifteen eighteen, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. I want to suggest something here. Sometimes they're testing you. They're taking your temperature by that text, that message, that post. They want to see how you're going to respond. And they're fully expecting you to blast them back, respond in kind, because they're used to that. That's par for the course, right? Textbook. But maybe, just maybe, they're posting or messaging you, and then you respond with something, and it just melts them. It softens them. A soft answer turns away wrath. A word fitly spoken. You speak words of life back to them. Oh, I know your flesh wants to... No, don't do that. You never know. You might be surprised. Proverbs 20, verse 3. And we'll close. 
It is to one's honor to avoid strife. Avoid it. Walk away from it. Don't engage in it. But every fool is quick to quarrel. One last thing. Something the Lord has been ministering to me, and I just want to share with you. I hope it will be an encouragement and a blessing to you as it has been to me. Wait. Just wait. Don't react. Just wait. So somebody sends you an email. (sighs) Somebody posts or DMs you or tags you and... I mean, your first reaction is, okay, stop, pull back, wait, sleep on it. Wake up in the morning. His mercies are new every morning. Don't be too quick to respond. By the way, sometimes the best response is no response at all. I learned that the hard way. I got the scars to prove it. But if you do respond, and I'll tell you real specifically, what I've been doing in recent years is I've got a very intense response. I'll prepare that response, and I'll save it. I don't send it. And I'll just go to the Lord, petition the throne, and say, okay, Lord, you have editing rights over this. And... By the way, if you do it in the anger of the moment, you're going to delete everything the next day, by the way. But when you're calm, you've had time to go to the Lord, and then you compose yourself, and then you compose that response. Don't be too quick to send it. Just wait. Give it some time. There's no hurry. And... Then when you're fresh, His mercies are new every morning. Rise up early in the morning. Seek Him. Go back to Him. Okay, Lord. And then read through it again. And I can assure you, (laughs) this is what happens with me. I changed the majority of what I was going to say. And it's always infinitely better. And then I send it. And as God is my witness, I've had responses from people that were just blown away. Wow. Wow, I've never regretted that. I've always regretted in my haste, in my folly, to be quick to respond. Just know what's at stake here. You know what's at stake here, right? Eternity is at stake here. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D., We hope you continue to be encouraged in your faith as we learn from the book of 1 Timothy together. One of the greatest lessons from this book is that it doesn't matter how young or old you are. If God calls you to something, answer His calling. He's faithful to use you and your gifting to further the kingdom in powerful ways. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. As always, we encourage you to keep studying the Bible on your own. If you'd like to hear more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings in this series, you'll be able to find them at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Maybe you've been listening today and you've become aware that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. 
You may already read the Bible and may even attend church, but have you surrendered your life to Christ? If not, today's the day to make that change. If you're not sure where to start, please visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com right now and find the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This will give you step-by-step instructions and will answer questions you might have about why this is so important. We also encourage you to be part of a church. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you join our church family. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website. Again, that's InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Thanks for joining us for In Spirit and Truth.